Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lawyers are telling us that they, some of these kids haven't seen the sunlight in days. They're not being allowed outside. And I seem to have struck a nerve, frankly, David, with the president when I asked if those images that have come out of that facility in Donna, Texas, are acceptable to him. Is what's happening inside acceptable to you? And when is this going to be fixed? That's a serious question, right? If it's acceptable to me. Come on. Yeah, boy. Goddamn liberal. Probably like eight guns out here somewhere. That's it. Weirdos. Probably driving around them. So the best way to get something done, if you, if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Nobody needs a doctor. Oh, we have a big show today. Well, I mean, we have a fun action content pack show. Most of it is off of the president's first press conference today, which started off horrible uh, and scary at times, as you just heard. And I think towards the second half, he basically recovered to some kind of form. Then again, the the questions got uh, easier as they went along. Mm -hmm. But a couple of things jumped out at me. He's... (laughs) He's not great up there. He trailed off, lost, sputtered out, lost his train of thought a couple of times. Um, he re- caught, caught, he found himself in a in a you know repeating loop a couple of times on the um, immigration stuff. Anytime he had to struggle for an answer, it really. So anytime he had to go into high gear to try to formulate something. He didn't have the words and the content at his grasp, grasp, and he got salty a couple times at a couple of the reporters. And really, the, it was it was all female reporters today who went after him, mm-hmm. but on the border. And um, yeah, it did not it did not look well. 
But I also want to say you heard that audio in in the intro uh, of somebody on an intercom. In an intercom, that is um, those that is an airline pilot talking to uh, air traffic controllers on a flight headed for San Francisco. I don't think he knew he was talking to the air traffic controller. No, well, right. You see, so <laughs> so I'll play this just for a second, so you can hear what happens here. He has he holds his mic. His mic is keyed, so his mic is stuck on on. After first, he sounds like an air, a, a pilot, and they have mm-hmm. normal conversation. Sorry, it's just six two Gulf radar contact mile southwest of Moffat Cross Valley Midfield. Maintain one thousand five hundred. Cross Valley Midfield one thousand five hundred five zero six Gulf. That's air traffic control. Mm-hmm. This point, he thinks he's hung up, uh, and he puts the microphone back down where it goes or whatever. But he hasn't hung up, and now a few he's got a few thoughts about the city they're flying into. Out of, I think. Uh, I think they're uh, flying out of San regardless, Jose. Regardless, he's got a few thoughts on San Francisco. 21.3 is ready to go. Yeah, spice. Goddamn liberal. Probably like eight guns out here somewhere. That's it. Weirdos. Probably driving around them. Hyundais. He's got a problem with Hyundais, and we'll get back to that. That is, This is under the same... Uh, under the same theme of the photog who had to put in the caption that the uh, person the, the giving him the vaccine or doing the vaccines was hot as bleep uh, and was also a Jewish American princess. You know, this is this is this is once again a message just for men, really, mm-hmm. who seem to mostly have this problem. Guys, come on, we're gonna have to. Uh, we're going to have to get better at a couple of things, and I understand here, but we're not going to be able to get away with anything if we keep stepping in it like this. I mean, watching a child, of I don't know who it is. Everybody so, is prone to the hot mic moment. Even sometimes some people might say Alice Shattuck on the burn barrel um, gets caught on the hot mic sometimes and is taken advantage of that way. But um, Oh, so you're blaming <laughs> the reporting Alice, you're blaming the journalists attacking the uh, fourth column. Is it the fourth or fifth column? Whatever it is. Attacking the fourth column. That is vicious and not surprisingly what an authoritative uh, dictator would do, which essentially you are in this house. I think people probably can glean that behind now. Uh, but that is why this is um, this show is dedicated to Greg, who is our friend, mm-hmm. and I believe listener, friend mm-hmm. of Toasts, and a pilot. Who's mm-hmm. a good guy, a great guy. Retired pilot, I think. I think he is. I think he is. But, um, and he, um, because he's a pilot, and I, I was thinking, like, should we talk to him about this? And, and at some point, we're just going to have to talk to him about all the cool stuff about flying, including mm-hmm. this. I don't want to sully him in case. So, but the FAA is now investigating this guy, because I guess you're not allowed to do other communications over their their system uh, that's been flexible remember the guy had his cute kid on the plane uh, about 10 years ago yeah anyway i mean but- i think for this they want to go after him right well yeah he's probably southwest has said that this is not the standards of conduct they expect from any of their employees yeah and you don't get on there and be and- pro-gun <laughs> right okay but anyway so biden was out there today he had some uh he had some challenges it's fair to say so the best way to get something done if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh um like to be able to anyway i'm we're going to get a lot done and if we have to if there's complete 
lockdown and chaos is a consequence of the filibuster, then we'll have to go beyond what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh. Sing me. Yes, you're, you're giving a press conference, sir. <laughs> that's why what those people are there uh, assembled for. Another thing about the press conference that if was... this is the, the days of preparation, that's a little scary. Another thing he's that been was, doing practices and stuff. Well, another thing that's, that's scary to me is that in the, a lot of the media reports are already saying, you know, this is great and unscripted. The guy had a notebook with him. Mm-hmm. I have never seen that. I've never seen a president carrying a notebook with him to read off of. And actually, when he gets a question about Korea... He reads this. What you're about to hear, he's looking down, reading line by line. Mm-hmm. And he actually left his notes out there. And, of course, the photog took a snapshot. And it's the script. Mr. President, overnight we learned that North Korea tested two ballistic missiles. What, if any, actions will you take? And what is your red line on North Korea? Opens the book. Starts a reading. Let me say that, uh, number one, uh, UN Resolution 1718 was violated by those particular missiles that were tested, number one. We're consulting with our allies and partners, and uh, there will be uh, responses if they choose to escalate. Um, We will respond accordingly. Yeah. He still doesn't sound great, even reading. No, he doesn't. He's breathing heavily. And he's there are long pauses in between the bits. Yeah, of this stuff is a tough says. time. And there was a photo spray yesterday during a cabinet meeting, mm-hmm. and, and during Biden just starts to start the meeting while the press is still there. So he goes to his de- his chief of staff, uh, Ron. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's saying Ron. Oh, who oh. who do we turn to here? And Klein has to say, um, sir, maybe we should start this when the press leaves. Um, now we're gonna get down to business here and. Uh... And, uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Well, uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir, we don't usually have these meetings with an audience. Trump but actually did have a few with an audience. They were really cool and interesting. Yeah. I, have, I was hoping they'd all be open, but it wasn't going to happen. Didn't They couldn't all be open. They'd be closed, and then the Schumer and Pelosi would leak everything that he said that they found offensive during mm-hmm. the meetings live, which is really helpful. Uh, so the handling of the border issues was was terrible. He's got no real answer. He mm-hmm. He's not being transparent. He said as much, um, and it, that's no good. It, that's no good. He said, essentially, that you can come see the border when he's fixed it. Given the conditions that were just laid out at the migrant facilities at the U.S. border, will you commit to allowing journalists to have access to the facilities that are overcrowded moving forward? I will commit when my plan very shortly is underway to let you have access to not just them, but to other facilities as well. How soon will journalists be able to have access? That's remarkable. I'll let you, I'll let you down there as soon as we clean it all up. The inte- incredible mess and the kids stacked on each other. As soon as it's resolved and you don't have any reason to have cameras down there, then we'll let you come down there. Mm-hmm. That is remarkable. As to the facilities, we've obviously been allowed to be inside one, but we haven't seen the facilities 
in which children are packed together to really give the American people a chance to see that. Will you commit to transparency on this issue? I will commit to transparency. And as soon as I am in a position to be able to implement what we're doing right now. And one of the reasons I haven't gone down, I have all my my chief folks have gone down, is I don't want to become the issue. I don't want to be, you know, bringing all the Secret Service and everybody with me. Yeah. Mostly you have nothing to do there because you don't know what's going on there either, frankly. That's mostly why he hasn't gone down is because he has no idea what he's doing with the border right now. Well, right. Well, and he can't go down there and have the traveling press with him. Right. That would be disastrous. So it's, it's no, it's just a bad deal altogether. Uh, Cecilia Vega was probably the best, um, the best reporter here today. Although there were a few, like you said, it was three women who really did a great job. But she asks a question to him. He keeps fending off blame. Actually, I'll play this first. He keeps fending off blame from himself, saying they're not coming because they think I'm It has nothing to do with me. Well, look, I guess I should be flattered. People are coming because I'm the nice guy. That's the reason why it's happening, that I'm a decent man or however it's phrased. That, you know, that's why they're coming, because, no, Biden's a good guy. Truth of the matter is, nothing has changed. As many people came, 28% increase in children to the border in my administration, 31% in the last year of, in 2019 before the pandemic in the Trump administration. It happens every single solitary year. So it, it doesn't, so it happens to one degree or another every single year. But it had largely, this problem had been ameliorated because they weren't making it across the border because we had deals with Mexico, et cetera, for several reasons. And then we had mm-hmm. some other COVID-related things we could use. So there are migrants in caravans every year, but it has been exacerbated, specifically because of Joe Biden. And so what he's doing here would be called by the left. More and more, kids are saying they're coming over, and parents are saying we're sending them over because Biden. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, no, it has nothing to do with me. So if this were the Trump era, they'd say Trump is calling, uh, you know, uh, Hispanic kids liars. But no, Biden doesn't get that treatment. But so uh, here's uh, Cecilia Vega asking him about this. You you just listed the reasons that people are coming, uh, talking about in-country problems, saying that it happens every year. You blamed the last administration. Sir, I just got back last night from a reporting trip to the border where I met nine-year-old Josel, who walked here from Honduras by himself, uh, along with another little boy. He had that phone number on him, and we were able to call his family. His mother says that she sent her son to this country because she believes that you are not deporting unaccompanied minors like her son. That's why she sent him alone from Honduras. So, sir, you blame the last administration, but is your messaging in saying that these children are and will be allowed to stay in this country and work their way through this process, encouraging families like Joseph's to come? Well, look. <laughs> That's him laughing. The right. idea that I'm going to say, which I would never do, if an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let him starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either, except Trump. I'm not going to do it. 
I'm not going to do it. That is a false choice. It's not starve to death and stay on the other side. The Mexican government was handling the situation. Mm-hmm. That's why I've asked the vice president of the United States yesterday to be the lead person on dealing with focusing on the fundamental reasons why people leave Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador in the first place. To find out the reasons why they leave, don't you have to ask them why they left and listen to them when they answer? And isn't the answer they seem to be giving is because Biden is president now? That's what they're saying. What's your reaction? What is your reaction to these images that have come out from that particular facility? Is what's happening inside acceptable to you? And when is this going to be fixed? That's a serious question, right? Is it acceptable to me? Come on. So that's, again, him a little parting shot at Cecilia Vega. Mm -hmm. He's miffed that she's even suggesting that this is okay. But they're acting like it's okay because it's continuing. And they're getting mixed signals. So uh, it, it, this is Vega. It's Vega and David Muir, right after this presser ended, they um, they talked about her takeaway from this. And you can tell. She, she is sounding an alarm. We also heard him promise transparency moving forward, Cecilia, pressed on whether or not cameras would be allowed into facilities. Uh, and he said once he gets his plan up and running, he promised transparency. The question is... When will that happen? Yeah, and David, there's still no answer on that. And that really is a big question because uh, the Homeland Security Secretary has talked about transparency. You know this in our reporting over the last few weeks. We have pushed the White House, uh, I believe, more than two dozen times at this point to get into some of these facilities. Just yesterday, they did finally allow a camera to go inside one of these facilities. But this was not a facility that is uh, has even reached peak capacity. We saw children playing soccer. We saw that they sleep four beds to a room. That's a stark contrast to what I've seen on the ground uh, I just got back from the border last night. You know this. And there's a facility in Donna, Texas, that is at more than 1,500% capacity. We are talking about extreme severe overcrowding. And the images that we've seen from inside that facility, you're seeing children literally piled on top of each other, sleeping on the floor. There's not enough space for them. Uh, and, 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 you know, their lawyers are telling us that they, some of these kids haven't seen the sunlight in days. They're not being allowed outside. And I seem to have struck a nerve frankly, David, with the president, when I asked if those images that have come out of that facility in Donna, Texas, are acceptable to him. And there was a long pause after I said that. He said, are you serious? Uh, Totally unacceptable. But that's the first time that we'd heard him talk directly about those images that are coming uh, out of those facilities. David, there is a it's a catch 22 for this administration. And you could see the frustration and hear the frustration in the president's voice. He is not shying away from what the policy is is for this administration right now. They are not going to turn unaccompanied minors away at the border if they have presented themselves to border authorities and asked for asylum. Those are the kids that I met, those nine and 10 year old boys that I met when I was at the border this week. The president says, I'm not gonna make any bones about this. This is who we are as a country. And he said it, basically he was indignant about that. That's not who we have been and that's not who we are going to be. So unaccompanied minors, nine year olds can come here and we will not turn them away. We'll not send them back. They mm-hmm. can come here to the safety and in the welcoming arms of the United States. Do you want to see these unaccompanied minors staying in this, this country or should they be deported eventually? 
Well, the judgment has to be made whether or not, in, th- in this young man's case, he has a mom at home. There's an overwhelming reason why he'd be put in a plane and flown back to his mom. Okay. Except when we send them back. So what is the policy? I know. It's unclear. And he was asked that actually right in the beginning of the press conference, I think, by Yamish, who asked him, um, you know, what what is the difference between the families that are getting sent back and the families that are staying? How are you deciding? You know, and, and we talked about this the other day. He's saying the vast majority of individuals and families are getting sent back. Well, the majority of individuals are getting sent back. And if you lump individuals and families together, then the majority of them are getting sent back. But families... the, the you know, the majority of families are getting to stay and the, and the, all essentially unaccompanied minors are getting to stay until at least they figure out what is going on. And it's just it's an ironically bad policy because it seems like such a nice thing. Oh, we're not going to turn away the children. Mm-hmm. They're all alone. We can't they're We don't want them to starve on the other side of the border. Which is a nice sentiment, but unfortunately, it has a terrible impact because then we end up with nine-year-olds showing up here alone who don't have relatives in the United States, apparently, that, you know, and those are the people that require the absolute most services from us. We'd be better off if their parents came with them because at least their parents could come and, like, get a job and take care of their own kids, you know? It's... It's like the absolute worst incentive to be incentivizing people to send kids alone, to be yes. telling people that, and and it's dangerous for the children. Kids walking six hundred miles. A nine-year-old. That's what she said. A nine-year-old Jesus. walked from Honduras by himself. I mean, the, the fact that they're incentivizing this to happen, they're encouraging this to happen because the policy is uh, that adults get turned away and kids get to come in. If that's the policy, then people are going to send nine-year-olds by themselves. And and that's terrible for the kids. It's terrible for us to deal with as a logistical problem. It's I mean, look at how much they're pouring into this border crisis right now. We have HHS, CPB, and FEMA all down there running tons of things. We spent $86 million on hotel rooms the other day for to put people in because we were out of space. It's unbelievable what this is costing in terms of manpower energy he talked in this press conference about we're pulling hhs people off all these other duties um does it occur to anybody that there's any other health say health crisis going on that affects american citizens right now that we need hhs to be on anybody is there any you know major vaccine rollout happening or anything like that or no should we be pulling all the hhs people off other tasks and diverting them all into handling a migrant crisis that's completely of biden's own making you know since we put since we're putting kamala in charge of this why don't we send kamala. Down, why don't we send down fauci to be her uh, wingman <laughs> let's go to the first question you asked the, the first of the second questions you asked and that is what about dealing with families why are not some not going back because mexico is refusing to take them back we'll fact check that at some point mm-hmm. well I'm, and even if it i mean isn't that mr dealmaker trump got mexico to keep people there while they were applying for asylum rather than having them all show up here and us having to put them up in hotels they're saying they won't take them back not all of them we're in negotiations with the president of Mexico, I think we're going to see that change. They should all be going back. All be going back. 
The only people we're not going to let sitting there on the other side of the Rio Grande by themselves with no help are children. And what we're doing there, and it's an important point to understand. I know you understand it. I don't mean to say it that way. Important point to focus on. The vast majority of people under the age of 18 coming to the United States come with a telephone number on, the, on a wristband or come with a telephone number in their pocket in the United States, a mother, a father, a close relative, a grandmom or a grandpa. What was happening before is it's taking literally weeks and weeks and maybe even months before anybody pick up the phone and call to see if there really was someone there. Well, we've yeah, it comes with a phone number on the kid's hand and you call it and that's mom saying, yeah, I sent him because Joe <laughs> Biden wants him set up a system now where within 24 hours, there's a phone call made as that person, that child crosses the border and then a verification system being put in place as, as of today to determine quickly whether or not that is a trafficker being called or that is actually a mom, a dad, and or a close relative. Great situation. Yeah, isn't this exactly the thing we had with Trump with the quote-unquote family separation where the, Trump was and, and his border patrol were saying, we don't know if the people coming with these kids are really their parents, so we have to determine that before we just let the child stay with somebody that might be a human trafficker? I mean, isn't it... it hello? Trump policies all over again. Oh, the Remain in Mexico policies back. The uh, make sure the child isn't being escorted by a trafficker policy is back. The, uh, you know, piling kids into facilities policy is back. I don't. Maybe Trump was onto something. I don't know. All right. Let's get to a couple of other things. Um, other questions. And maybe we might get back to immigration. Uh, one reporter wants to know when finally, in the wake of all these tragedies, something can be done about guns. Mr. President, sorry, I know you haven't had a chance to address uh, the tragedies in Georgia and Colorado. Uh, you had said to stay tuned for actions that you might take on gun control. Wondering if you've made a decision either about sending the manufacturer liability bill that you had promised on day one to Capitol Hill or executive actions like going after ghost guns or giving money to cities and states to, to battle gun control? All the above. It's a matter of timing. As you've all observed, successful presidents better than me. Wouldn't a couple of mass shootings uh, move up this action item in the priority list? Well, it's just funny because if he has a secret, if he knows the special way that he as president by executive action can stop mass shootings um then maybe the timing should be before mass shootings happen yeah you it, would it, think but you know but the truth is he knows and we know and the reporters all know that nothing he's going to do as an executive action is going to stop a single mass shooting anyway so so it's a it doesn't matter when he does it actually because none of it's actually going to affect anything all right, uh, on Republicans trying to change voting laws in states. I'm talking about voters, voters. And so I'm convinced that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I don't know who worked that line <laughs> out with him, but uh, I would have uh, shelved it. Jim Eagle? 
<laughs> well, I understand that crow's a bird and an eagle's a bird, but that's not. Maybe he's saying that that make it's like patriotic. Like this is so unpatriotic that compared to Jim Crow. No, he's saying the Republicans are doing it, it's. This is the Republicans are doing is much more bigger than Jim Crow. Yeah, not better than Jim Crow. No, but that it, there's a because he says it makes Jim Crow policies look like Jim Eagle. He's saying it's worse. Yes, so he's because Jim- what was just a small, non-raptor um, uh, crow is now Jim Eagle, a big, talony, even worse thing. This is this is get you back in chains. No, but but I mean, if you're saying like this makes this other thing look like xyz then what you mean is the xyz thing is better like like you would say like oh trump makes hitler look good you know like you would say it makes them look better than no. they are because it i don't know no, it's a that's confusing not what he's line saying. but it I is thought- confusing line. he's saying that jim crow is worse now the new incarnation is jim eagle but he's comparing it to Jim Crow. I don't know. It, it's about it's birds. It <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It's about birds. Jim Crow was the name of somebody or a character. Yeah, it's the character. Truth. Mm-hmm. And Jim... Eagle. <laughs> Eagle does not really work in the analogy. Because... Right. Doesn't, it doesn't work. Because Crow is not a bird in real life in this situation. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really... Doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. It's like makes Joe Biden look like Joe Renton. <laughs> <laughs> it also doesn't work. <laughs> I'll play it again. Let's see if we can get through this, Alice. I don't understand. Let's see, see, see if we can uncrater this part of the show. I'm talking about voters. Voters. And so I'm convinced that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. And it cannot be sustained. And do everything in my power, along with my friends in the House and the Senate, to keep that from, uh, from becoming the law. Usually you use an analogy to make things clearer. <laughs> yeah, not confuse everybody. Now you got to go to Saki and ask, what exactly did he mean in... Words, non-aviary words. Uh, Hold on, Jim Eagle. Hold on. I want to change the paradigm. If you notice, didn't you find it kind of interesting that my Republican friends were worried about that the the cost and the taxes that had to be had, if there is any tax to be had, as they talk about it, in dealing with the, the act that we just passed, which puts money in people's pockets, ordinary people? You know, the act we passed where he gave money to that uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Oh, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. This is a piece of news from this, which I don't really feel is news. I also don't believe it. Have you decided whether you are going to run for re-election in 2024? You haven't set up a re-election campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time. <laughs> My predecessor need to, needed to. <laughs> My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss him. Have you? Have you? No, an answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. Yeah, it is not his expectation. (laughs) It's nobody's expectation. So is that a yes that you are running for re-election? 
Look, I'm, I, I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain. You know, you know, I'm a believer, a big believer in uh, Wimixon's History Month mm-hmm. with the X in at the end of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I like that he's calling a woman man. I don't like that at all. That seems to be a linguistic, um, patriarchal oppression. Mm, I don't know. Calling a woman man. Ugh, my goodness. Thanks so much, Mr. President. Um, you've said over and over again that immigrants shouldn't come to this country right now. This isn't the time to come. That message is not being received. Instead, the perception of you that got you elected as a moral, decent man is the reason why a lot of immigrants are coming to this country and entrusting you with unaccompanied minors. How do you resolve that tension? And how are you choosing which families can stay and which can can go, given the fact that even though with Title 42, there are some families that are staying? And is there a timeline for when we won't be seeing? You are asking a lot, Yamiche. You are asking a lot, embedding question into question into question. These overcrowded facilities with run by CPB when it comes to unaccompanied minors. Well, look, I guess I should be flattered people are coming because I'm the nice guy. That's the reason why it's happening. That I'm a decent man or however it's phrased. That, you know, that's why they're coming, because no, Biden's a good guy. Truth of the matter is, nothing has changed. As yeah, many we, we've pe- already gone over that. Things have changed. Uh, things have changed. Uh-oh. All right. He's worried about, um, uh, about uh, methane gas. We have over 100,000 wellheads that are not capped. Oh, God. God forbid. Can you imagine that? I can't tell you how often I'm tossing and turning at night. God, I cap the wellheads. Cap the wellheads. When you have to wake me up and say, honey, honey, relax. It's okay. Biden's there now. That's right. The wellheads are going to be capped. Leaking methane. What are we doing? And by the way, we can put as many pipe fitters and miners and us to work capping those wells at the same price that they would charge to dig those wells. Can we not be <laughs> a, a government that is uh, an executive branch that is a um, unapologetic prostitute for the unions for one second? We can put the pipe fitters 306 and 319 and pipe fitters 105 and uh, AFSCME and the Teamsters. As a matter of fact, we can put them all to work. Jesus, you know, I'd prefer that this transaction be done in a smoky room rather than out in front of us. Hello? So, I, I, I just find it um, Uh-oh. frustrating. Frustrating. Talk about... Last point I'll make in the infrastructure, and I apologize for spending more time on it, but is that if you think about it, um, oh boy. It's the place where we will be able to... Sig- it is Jen Psaki's job to <laughs> fo- pull the fire alarm at this point. <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Who knows what it was? Hopefully just a grease fire somewhere. Okay, you can exit out the back. Significantly increase American productivity. At the same time, providing really good jobs for people. But we can't build back to what they used to be. We have to build the environments. Are, the global warming's already done significant damage. 
Right. <laughs> One of the best ways to to um, you know build jobs in the country is to end jobs in the Keystone Pipeline, which also would be a greener in, initiative than the mm-hmm. way we're doing it right now. Yeah, so how many rent payments have the uh, Keystone Pipeline workers missed now while they're waiting for the green jobs to show up? Thank you, Mr. President. You mentioned your progress on COVID-19. I'd like to ask you about some of the other issues uh, facing your presidency. Uh, one of the defining challenges you face in the coming months is how to deliver on your promise to Americans on issues like immigration reform, gun control, voting rights, climate change. All of those right now are facing stiff, united opposition from Republicans on Capitol Hill. How far are you willing to go to achieve those promises that you made to the American people? Well, I'm going to look. When, uh, when I took office, I uh, decided that uh, it was a fairly basic, simple proposition. And that is, I got elected to solve problems. And the most urgent problem facing the American people, I stated from the outset, was COVID-19 and the economic dislocation for millions and millions of Americans. So I opened the borders and told kids to come over and dismantled all the Trump stuff with executive orders in the first week. That's why, because of COVID. Without a plan on how to handle it when Mm -hmm. I dismantled all the Trump stuff, without a plan B, without any kind of um, uh, safety net there whatsoever, because I was just going to work on COVID. No, the problem is, is that they worked on everything. Mm-hmm. They threw a, a, a tsunami of executive orders at people, hoping hoping that the press couldn't cover them all. And because of hubris, arrogance, and incompetence, and this is what we get. There's going to be fallout for every single one of these executive orders where it was not thought through. It was just mm-hmm. considered victories and and uh, a yoke to... Uh, wacko progressives and special interests, and now we're seeing what happens when you do this, and it's and there's it, mm-hmm. it's it's ill conceived. And it, but you know this is the I mean, the fist it. bump administration is back. This is about fist mm-hmm. bumping. Yeah, believe it or not, there are advantages to having a system where things get deadlocked in Congress and people fight over them and pull out every little detail and talk to the press about it and why it's good or why it's bad and argue about it between the opposition and the support for 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 every little thing there's a reason why we run all our legislation in theory through that process and we don't do everything by executive order because if you pass if you make 50 executive orders in your first week or whatever he had there then you risk not fully thinking through the consequences of what will happen if you do X, Y, Z all of a sudden with no plan for how to deal with it, right? It's There's a reason why we have a Congress and why they debate things and argue over them endlessly. And I know it's frustrating to people. I know that they wish that Biden were a dictator who could just create universal health care tomorrow and, um, you know... Th- open the borders completely and raise taxes on the 1% right now. And the, you know, all these things that they want to happen right away. But there's a reason why we have filibusters and arguing in a deadlock Congress. It's so that you can't just, you know, push really far in one direction on your own. I mean, like you're seeing the dangers of that right now and what's going on at the border. Cause they didn't have a plan. They just undid everything Trump did without having any plan in place. <laughs> just looking at this uh nbc um news piece sesame street has two new muppets 
a black father and son in an effort to help children understand racial literacy. In the promo, Elmo asks why Wes's skin is brown. His dad, Elijah, explains how, quote, how the color of our skin is an important part of who we are, end quote. Wait, what? Yes. That's not what I was taught about skin color <laughs> as a child. Maybe you see. <laughs> okay. That's great. That that's, great. Um, that's not exactly what I recall Martin Luther King saying. Is Let that, me see. That's what we've got the here. The color of our skin is an Oh, my goodness. Sesame Street and Communities. Sesame Street and Communities. Racial Justice. Coming Together. The ABCs of Racial Literacy. Okay, here's Gro. Is this Grover? Cooking Grover? So this is Elijah dad. and what's his dad? The dad is Elijah. I forget what Elijah the and Wes. Okay. Elijah and Wes. Hold on, hold on. Where are we? Elijah and Wes. <laughs> At the top of the tab is a picture of Elmo, like smiling, and next to it the tape the the title of the tab is racial justice <laughs> okay huh? i think today's perfect <laughs> a full day weather forecast of sunny skies and smiles <laughs> uh, <laughs> Elmo. Oh. Hi, Elmo. <laughs> what are you two doing dad and i are taking a break from our nature walk yep, and we stop for a moment to enjoy the if elijah and west beat elmo to death here <laughs> i will be a happy man i have not liked elmo ever since he came upon the scene like 25 years ago Elmo wants this, Elmo wants that, Elmo does this, Elmo sings, Elmo sings. Colorful leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, Elmo, the leaves are falling. Yeah. Look, look. This leaf is red like Elmo's fur. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. And this leaf Here is we... brown like Russ's skin. Uh, <laughs> should we be hearing this? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Everybody, come, bear with us, everybody. Don't worry. Everybody breathe. <laughs> Listening out there. Good observation, Elmo. Oh, thank you. Oh, Elmo has a question. Oh, what oh, is it, God, Elmo? Elmo. Elmo? Run this by somebody first, Elmo. To know why Russ's skin is brown. Oh, I know why, Elmo. My mom and dad told me. It's because of melanin. Right, Dad? That's right. Melanin? Oh, what's that? Well, melanin is something that we each have inside our bodies that make the outside of our bodies the skin color that it is. It also gives us our eye and our hair color. And our fur color? Yes, that's right. Exactly, Elmo. Oh, but if we all have melanin, why are we different colors? Like, why is Mr. Elijah's skin a darker brown than Russ's skin? Oh, that's a good question, Elmo. Do I have the right website here? <laughs> it says Sesame Street and Communities. Okay, I'll make sure this is not the uh, Daily Stormer. Well, it's because the more melanin you have, the darker your skin looks. The color of our skin is an important part of who we are. But we should all know that it's okay that we all look different in so very many ways. Oh, well, Elmo's fur is red and soft. Oh, and my hair is black and curly. <laughs> Things on the outside, like our skin okay. color, okay. our hair texture, uh-huh. our noses. Oh. <laughs> Careful, Elijah. Our mouths and eyes make us who we are. What? <laughs> what the hell am I hearing? These make us who we are? The things on the outside These make physical you who you are. That's who you are. <laughs> that's what he said. Wait a second. Hasn't Sesame Street spent the last 48 years trying to tell us not to be dicks? 
That it's important that we are good inside and share things and cooperate and all that? Mm-hmm. That's who's supposed to be who we are. Yeah, I thought something about content of your character, wasn't that a thing? Many people call this race. But even though we look different, okay. we're all part of the human race. <laughs> well, thank you. Wow. We got something. Isn't it cool, Elmo? Very cool. Say it's cool, Elmo. Huh. Look at the leaves. Hmm. What do you two see? different colors look really cool together. Yes, those leaves came from one amazing tree. Standing strong, its branches like arms stretch wide with leaves of many different colors. Side by side, swing together in the breeze. Oh, like this? Whoa. (laughs) When people of all colors come together, we stand strong like this tree. Look, Isn't most of the year the tree green? Yeah, most of the year it's all one color. This leaf looks just like us. Two colors, side by side. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful together. Yeah, um... Somebody needs to destroy this planet, I think, <laughs> with a proton laser or whatever they have out there in Collector 6. <laughs> I, of course, celebrate us all living together and getting along and all mm-hmm. colors being good. But to assign your value as a person, your at your physical it's attributes. It's an important part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well it was a good run, fine. Sesame Street. They had, what, 40 or 50 seasons without that's going fine. completely nuts? Important hmm. part of who you are. Okay, where is Biden now? Find me something, Joe. You're going to have to. The existing rule, uh, it's going to be hard to get a parliamentary ruling that allows 50 votes to end the filibuster, the the existence of a filibuster. Um, But um, it's not my expertise in what the parliamentary rules and how to get there are. No kidding. That is helpful. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Just very quick. You only got another hour now, okay? <laughs> okay, that's Shecky Biden doing his uh, best jokes with the reporters. Of course, I mean, he spent most of his time just blaming Trump. First of all, all the policies that are underway were not helping at all. Did not slow up the amount of immigration and as many people coming. He didn't have uh, hordes of uh, teenagers walking from Guatemala wearing Biden T-shirts under the Trump administration. Right. The um, policies were helping, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I think we have a record high number of kids now in in whatever government agency facilities. And he did that a couple times during the press conference, actually. He was like, oh, we need to get them out of the CPB facilities. That's where, you know, the, the that's no place for kids. We need to move them onto HHS facilities. And that's where, like, it matters, you know, who cares which department of the executive branch they're under. The point is, you have now over 16,000 young people here. And what What's the plan? More of the every time I 
find the number before the show to know how many kids are in cages right now. It's a bigger number every day, a much bigger number every day. It's like a right. thousand a day. It's crazy. And by, and and so we're calling the phone number that the kids have in the wrist, mm-hmm. and saying, "Okay, uh, mom, what what is he? Why is he coming up here? Well, because Mr. Biden said to." All right, well, we're going to send them home. Dial tone. They're not interested. Yeah. Great. Okay, so that'll do it for Joe Biden today. But uh, let's get back to the Southwest flight. Mm-hmm. Southwest flight where the pilot thinks that the that is uh, the microphone is um, off, whatever, the CB, whatever it's called. But it's still keyed. And he uh, says some colorful stuff. Sorry, it's just Starts out clean. contact mile south. West of Moffat, Cross Valley Midfield, maintain 1,500. Cross Valley Midfield, 1,500, 506 to go. 1,400 is ready to go. Yeah, spice. Goddamn liberal. Throw like eight guns out here somewhere. That's it. Now, listen closely. At some point, the air traffic control tells them that there's a hot mic. Mm hmm. Weirdos. <laughs> Probably driving around them Hyundai's. Took an odd turn. Attacking <laughs> Hyundai's, although I don't know if going after Asian manufactured uh, vehicles is mm. correctly timed, as Mr. Biden would say. Lower. I go slower. And last calling on tower, that's one two four one zero hot mic. If you don't have one two four four zero hot mic. Falls unless you're fucking rolling coal, man. God damn it. He's very, he's very angry. Mm-hmm. This is an angry pilot. Southwest 531 is ready to go. Southwest 531, tower and a 3-0 right, clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff, 3-0 right, Southwest 531. Now there is part of me that hopes this is how pilots talk all the time. Yeah. That they're just, it's just like they're a... just trashing all the cities. Oh, that they fly over, freaking Duluth. Morons! They don't even have organized sports down there, and they're just looking down and seeing, you know, where they're going on. They roast every single town as they fly over it. Cincinnati, please. Since it's sucky, more like it. We can drive Honda Accords down there. You know that? Idiots, morons. Rolling. Although he did yell at them for driving slowly. Apparently, I didn't know that was a thing in San Francisco or San Jose. And but he said they're going slow as. Whatever. And and she, yeah, slow as bleep. Slow as bleep. <laughs> and and on the roads, slow and he, them slow. And he just, which I feel you relate to, actually. You don't like slow drivers. I, of course I don't. No. I, I, yeah, I agree with this pilot here. <laughs> <laughs> were, you caught, were you ever caught on the phone on a hot mic or uh, on the phone clandestinely saying something by somebody? Were you ever caught? Saying something that you thought was private between one person, and then you said, "Only by uh, Tom Shattuck likes to put some of the things that you've said recently before and during the podcast." Like yeah, before when we're testing and stuff. I don't didn't you grab, make you say what you said yesterday. You so my best my friend, audio. by the way, who's the same guy, my best friend growing up, who's the same guy, um, as the out of five guy, out of five guy on my Substack, by the way. Oh yeah, TomShattuck.substack.com. dot Hmm. And you can uh, read uh, my post today, which is a, uh, it's uh, historical, uh, factual, and then it kind of makes a larger point or attempts to. 
but you can be the judge of that. Yeah, so you can go on Substack since you can't read Tom in any um, physical newspapers anymore. Yes, correct. I've been deplatformed. He, no, I have he, not been deplatformed. So he go. He's now on Substack, which um, trans journalist and activist Parker Malloy called a bigot factory on right. Twitter in the last. I'm now a factory hours. worker <laughs> at the on bigot Substack. factory because so, because they dare to host people who she feels are anti-transgender. So that's. Um, they're a bigot factory. So, so here's mm-hmm. the deal. Uh, I was on the phone with him in the 80s, like 80, 1986. So we the were friend. like 13. John, okay. my friend. Mm-hmm. And and we were like razzing each other. We're 13 years old. Peak punkness, 13 years mm-hmm. old. And I called, I said, where's your sister, the B word? And he's like, ha ha, whatever, screw you, whatever, like, whatever. And then... We heard his mother's voice on the phone. Don't you ever call my daughter a bee again. And that was a stunning, uh, shocking <laughs> event for me. And because she then like just really reamed me on the phone for, out for a bit. And that's a big felony if you you know do that as a... Mm. They, moms don't like when you call daughters that. And it's just a... Yeah. So anyway, so that was it. And so I've been... I since then tried to be a little more careful on the phone, by the mm-hmm. way. And... Uh, Lisa is not a bee. It never was, really, actually. She was quite nice, but we were just um, 13-year-old jerks. Any action items, Alice? Or we've been pretty much all Biden. Don't, don't, you don't have to look if you don't have any. It, it's. I have a couple tiny things. Cause, okay. Um, I just, You're not going to uh, use the language you used yesterday? No. Oh, okay, no, good. of course not. I Some was, of us are still reeling from I that. was reading an elected uh, official's poetry. You got into it. Is what I've heard from many listeners. We were enthusiastic <laughs> okay. about it. Okay. Um, Prince Harry has another job. This one might be a volunteer position. Um, but he is uh, going to be joining the Aspen Institute with uh, Katie Couric on its Commission on Information Disorder. So he is going to be combating online misinformation with Katie Couric. He seems- At least he's getting plenty of gigs. I'm all for Hold that. Hold up. Wait a minute. Your family cut you off? Yeah. In the first half, the first quarter of 2020. Poor guy. Well, 2021, or uh, fiscal year 2022, will be a better year for him. I think so. I think he's going to get a lot of gigs. Um, I also, Biden gave a lot of shout outs to the unions today. He also, Mm -hmm. in the past, has specifically uttered words of support for the uh, Amazon employees in Alabama who are working on trying to unionize. And uh, Amazon does not like their employees trying to unionize. They... um, it's not something that they want to become a trend across the country, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, so they have gotten in a Twitter fight with uh, Bernie Sanders about um, about their people unionizing, because obviously Bernie Sanders supports people unionizing. So um, one of their CEO was uh, yelling at Bernie Sanders on Twitter saying, I welcome Senator Sanders to Birmingham and appreciate his push for a progressive workplace. I often say we are the Bernie Sanders of employers. But that's not quite right because we actually deliver a progressive workplace. Hmm. Mm, sick burn. Wow. We actually deliver a progressive workplace for our constituents. A $15 minimum wage, health care from day one, 
career progression in a safe and inclusive work environment. So if you want to hear about a $15 an hour in healthcare, Senator Sanders will be speaking downtown. But if you would like to make at least $15 an hour and have good healthcare, Amazon is hiring. Wow. Good for Amazon. Pushing back against the man. Well, if you want to get... Uh, yes, you can check out tomshaddock.substack.com. If you would like to get in a Twitter fight with us, the correct handle is at Burn Barrel Pod. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We're on YouTube, too. You can fight with us on all our platforms. That's uh, Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on YouTube. You can comment. You can like the videos. You can subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe really anywhere you listen to podcasts. Write us a review and leave us a comment. Say la vie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.